The Sangin Podcast is glad to announce our nomination for Outstanding Media and Arts and Culture for the Pride of Africa Asia Awards. Special thanks goes to our listeners who made this possible. Therefore, we humbly ask you, the listeners and everyone to vote for us through appreciateafrica.com slash awards. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sangin Podcast. Today we're having a special guest, a special episode, and a special lineup. Uh, we're joined by the amazing Sadie. She's a professional dancer, dance instructor, geographer, engineer, um, currently based in Kigali, Rwanda, but has been here in China. Um, Sadie, you're welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah. And I'm also joined by my co-host, Doreen. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have a very nice conversation here. Um, so, Sadie, mm-hmm. I want to ask yes. you. Yes. Um, tell me about Sadie, yourself. Who is Sadie? Tell me about yourself. <laughs> ah, Sadie is a mystery even to myself. <laughs> Basically, I am a, a girl who just likes expressing her feelings through art. Not only dance, but favorably dance. Um, I love other types of art, of art too. It's kind of um, therapy for me. So yeah, there's there's not a lot to get to know about me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm um, a genuine person. I like. Um, I look like an extroverted person when you meet me, but I'm kind of an introverted person. I'd rather just keep to myself at some point. Um, yeah. uh, let me see what else. I was born in Rwanda. I really love my country. It's a little country, but with so much history to it. And uh, I've been in China for about four and a half years. And uh, I spent my time... Uh, learning more about dance, teaching in various cities, learning also about their culture, practicing my Chinese, of course. Yeah. So right about now in Kigali, I am a choreographer and a dancer, but also a translator and an engineer. So, yeah, that's pretty much about it. What what engineer? I'm what kind of engineering? Design engineering, mechanical design engineering. That's what I studied. Wow. Okay. That, that's cool. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Sandy, you earlier mentioned that you use art as therapy. So, is is would you describe yourself as an artist? Definitely, definitely would describe myself as an artist because. I, I find um, my mind somehow creative because um, I've created pieces on my own at some point to later teach them to other people. Not only that, but I've used what I felt before to create something from from scratch. So I believe I'm an artist. Okay, so... Do you sell your art pieces? Do I sell my art pieces? Yeah. In what way? What do you mean? Do I sell my art pieces? You you say that uh, you 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 do your artworks that express yourself. So is it just for your own consumption, or you sell them? Ah, uh, not really for mm. myself. For <laughs> myself, I'm not that good. Okay. I'm not that good. So, yeah. Okay. Let's talk to. Let's talk about the big thing. Um, your career as a dance mm-hmm. instructor and 
geographer. Tell me about it. Why uh, did you start? What inspired you? Um, if I told you that I was actually a very bad dancer out of all of my family members, you probably wouldn't believe that. <laughs> I never thought I'd end up here, but um, I think that I just really found dance as something fun to do but never really thought about it as my career not until I arrived in China anyways um, I was just motivated to do something else rather than just you know uh, normal like studying I just wanted to do something like with my free time and I met this guy you've had him before Nandala and uh he kind of like taught me not just to be a dancer, but I learned how to be a choreographer from him. Because before I was just dancing, like I was just dancing. I never really created anything for myself. But when I met him, he kind of like helped me through the process, taught me how to put everything together, how to listen to music, how to properly fit everything in there. It was just a whole process and from there I got really inspired to become a choreographer because before I was like oh I, I could be a dancer I want to be a dancer but when I met him he kind of inspired me to become more than just a dancer I I wanted to become a choreographer it was not it was not only about what I wanted to dance it was now more about something that I wanted to create to bring to life to see other people bring it to life you know it was more about even if I don't dance I want to create something to give to other people and watch what they do with it you know so I I feel like from there I kind of really put myself to working so hard for me to improve my choreography skills like even better yeah um talking about choreography do you feel like the music is is really like does it really correlate with what you dance like does what you dance have to be like when you're dancing when you're dancing do you feel like product of the music does music play a big role does the type of music play a big role or you just dance Mm, it depends in some scenarios but i'd say like um, eighty percent of all my choreographies, of course, have been inspired or have been born from me listening to a type of uh, music or song, and I'll be like, "Oh, I'm so inspired by this now. I want to create something." Because there's a time like when I you you think that as a choreographer or as a dancer, I really love to listen to music, but I find myself not listening to music as much as I would like to. But most of the times, it's always a coincidence for me. Like, I always sit in and, like, hang with friends or something, and they play something. I'm like, wow, that's Mm. really great. And then I just, like, before I know it, I feel my inside trying to dance to it. I'm like, Mm. whenever I I hear this type of song, I'm like, okay, this, this is something. This is something. I'm definitely trying to work on this. And as a choreographer, I I would like to like say that I'm a fusion choreographer. However, I mostly do Afro sometimes because when I was in China, a lot of people needed that, needed to learn about our culture as Africans. And I, I provided that at some point. But for myself, I'd rather be a fusion dancer. I'd rather mix a lot of cultures together. And, uh, for that like whenever I listen to a music that is not just one thing that is not just 
Afrobeat, that it's not just hip hop, that whenever I listen to a song that has different types of feelings to it, it attracts me to create something because I want to be a fusion choreographer. So I'd say that most of the times, yeah, I'm very much inspired by music. My moves are inspired by the music that I hear. Yeah. But in the 20% left, uh, it is those times where I feel like I sit and I have an idea of what I would like to bring to life. And most yeah. of the times I have the moves before I even have the song. But that time I'm mostly led by uh, what I'm feeling then or in that period of time. Let's say maybe I'm feeling confused, I'm feeling happy or I'm feeling, I'm feeling sad. Most of those times I have an idea of moves that I want to create before I get to know the song. And then from the moves, then I can try to identify which song would fit in, which is the most hardest part of it all, honestly, <laughs> because yeah. it is so hard to ever like find the song after you've already found the moves. But it's easier to just find the moves while you know the song. So yeah, basically that's how I work. Okay, that's cool. Uh, Sadi, um, so yeah, Ndala is the one who introduced you to dance and choreography. Mm-hmm. Then um, I'm curious to know how you exploded because you really exploded here in the sea, in the dancing <laughs> here in China. So what was that moment that really took you to the stars? If I'm to say, <laughs> um, I kind of feel like it was more of um, I for me I feel like it was more of being lucky. I mean I don't I'm not trying to undermine my hard work of course, but I feel like it's more of being lucky because I feel like I am the I'm among the first women dancers who ever used WeChat channel as a platform. Um, I was hanging out a lot of uh, I was hanging out with a lot of Chinese people. So most of the platforms, the Chinese platforms, I've got to like use them before the were like a lot of people using them. And I feel like that's the luck part. That's where I had my luck. I had a lot of people following what I'm doing whenever I was scrolling the WeChat channel. It, it took me a long time before I could see other female dancers join the platform, even not just even just male dancers I was among the first people who was dancing at the time on the and posting on a WeChat channel so I feel like that's the part where I was lucky but the other part is the working hard part is the fact of being consistent like making sure that you're posting and you're putting yourself out there everybody gets to see you um, I had a schedule I had to post two videos in in a week every time and I told myself that if I'm really consistent I'm gonna grow I'm gonna get all of these those people watching me and uh, it kind of helped me because I was getting a lot of critiques maybe in the comments maybe in the messages and everything it would help me to kind of grow and focus on what was important what I needed to work on as a dancer and the more I took in those critiques the more I kind of got better and also it was I kind of had to analyze because I wasn't only an Afro dancer I also did other styles as hip-hop as jazz it was more crucial for me to identify like which people would follow me most which people would see my content most so why should I push more than the other 
that would get me to be seen and heard more. And uh, I, I, I got to see that a lot of African people were following me than other people. And they'd like to see me doing the Afro dance more. So I kind of felt like I needed to give them more of what they needed. I kind of feel like that's how I, I grew or I blew up. Like you say, no, I don't believe I blew up, blew up but that kind of how it, it worked. Talking about critique, is there a day you felt like you want to give up because of the negativity? Um, No. <laughs> I think that I've always been the kind of person who's not really stressed about what people think of me. I think it, that, that just applies to my character in general. But um, unless like it's people close to me that I love and care about, that affects me a lot. But then it yeah. people that I barely know or who barely know me I feel like I'm not really like I could take it into consideration sometimes but sometimes they would say the most wrong things and I'll be like I'm not giving my time to this at all you know because these people don't know my working process don't know where I came from they just yeah. saw me arrive when we don't know when I was already uh, a kind of uh, somewhat of a good dancer they didn't see me when I was just starting they didn't see the progress they didn't see the the hard work so sometimes it's easier for them to critique and say what they want so I didn't let it affect me so I, I didn't feel like I wanted to give up not even at any point maybe not on WeChat channel maybe on when I was using the platform of Doyin I had a lot of Chinese people I wish they would talk uh, they would say something about my dancer but it was more about oh the skin color I don't know how mm-hmm. it looks like blah blah it was more the racism than the dancing so I can't that that makes it harder and I feel like that's the part where I felt like I wanted to give up because I didn't know how to get rid of them and because I said these it was affect me and how I saw the world you know and then um I think that's the part where I felt like for some point I wanted to give up but then later on I reconsidered I thought about everything and I'm like you know they have the way they see the world and I'm not gonna change it by stopping but I'm gonna be in their faces with them and eventually they'll give up and eventually they actually did they stopped trolling me in my comments and I'm, I'm glad I didn't give up then yeah that's inspirational thank you okay um Sadi, uh my next question would be uh what has been your your highlight your success what has been your successes in your choreographic career um actually i've had a lot you know when i started uh i feel like most of my success has been in china oh uh, well even here in china um when i started i just thought that okay this is my dream this is what i want to do but i thought that i was going to do learn how to do it and then come back in my country and do it from here i didn't think that i was going to get any chance to actually use it in china but um when i started using the platform on doyin i got recognized by some people who really wanted to learn afro and everything and then the first time i I ever went to teach it was actually in Wuhan I went to teach there and it was like so hard because it was my first time teaching I didn't know how to do the whole teaching thing but I told myself like this is how I enter the dancing scene here I have to fake it till I make it and um, I am gonna make it I just had to believe that I was gonna make it and I, I, I actually did at the end of the workshop Everybody was like, oh, you had a great class. You taught very well. You taught a lot of moves. Blah, blah. And then I was like, wow, I didn't think that I was going to be able to put 
put something that I created out there and people would love it. And from there, it was just, it was amazing. I got recognized by so many people. I got invited to so many studios. I taught my choreographies all over um, around China. I've been to almost like probably 20 cities in China teaching my creations. And I've gotten to create dance challenges that um, Chinese people participated in. About 10,000 people participated in. So I, I really feel good about myself. But I just feel like that's the beginning. That's the beginning of everything. And I had, in my school, we had a very big crew. And I choreographed from um, the competitions that we had and we won twice in all the competitions and I choreographed almost everything for them. And um, when I came back in Rwanda, well, it hasn't been long, but the moment that I just came back, I became the choreographer of one of the biggest rising stars in Rwanda. And I'm still her official choreographer till now. I've been contacted by so many artists to create choreographies for them so far. So I feel like I'm very happy about how things are moving at the moment for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was that thing I saw on your Instagram where you with harmonize. Uh, were you also working with him? <laughs> um, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Um, actually, um, it wasn't officially like I wasn't officially working with him. It was more of I was working with the artist who was working with him. Um, the the artist who I'm the choreographer for. Um, was working with him on a song and uh, they created a song which probably I'm gonna work on it's not um, official yet but uh, yeah we've talked about it and I've uh, harmonized this personally we've, we've talked before um, and I've tried to push myself to work for him and I hope that it's gonna be cool confirmed and i'm gonna get that chance to work for them for their collaboration so yeah i'm very hopeful you'll get it you'll get it don't worry you'll get it <laughs> thank you okay um as someone who has um listened to african music try to promote it try to promote it here in china and has also made mm -hmm. musicians what's your take on the african music industry and how can it be promoted to places like China? Mm, I think that for the one thing that I've seen is that um, I don't know if other if artists actually perceive it this way, but I feel like dance has a very big role that it plays into the promotion of music. Because I mean I mean so some people now are are starting to get it. Some artists are starting to get it, but before a lot of people didn't get the importance that that a dancer has into the promotion of the music because i've seen videos before i have seen people make me love a song that i had listened to and not loved but they make me love it because of how they dance to it so i feel like a lot of people didn't see that before but i feel like now they're starting to see if you also see you see that um um now a lot of people like when they put music up 
they're not trying to look for people to do challenges for them and all that. It's all about the dance challenges now. You know why? Because the more I do the dance challenge and uh, someone likes how I dance, even though they don't like the music, at first, at some point, they're going to have to do the challenge. They're going to want to dance what I'm dancing and they're going to listen to the music. So I feel like for me, dance is the ultimate promotion. It's the ultimate way to promote music. I've gotten a lot of people to listen to Afrobeats when they hadn't before, to even Amapiano music, you know. So I just feel like for now, um, the music industry is evolving and I like where we're getting to now i like that now uh, we they're giving importance to dances that they deserved even in the first place but i can't say that i'm very much satisfied with the level but i feel like there's at least i'm happy to the involvement that's taking place and i'm sure that it's gonna get better with time i just feel like um dances need to be given more credit into the participation that they have into like promoting anything regarded to culture because um, dance and music is part of the culture. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like I just would love for more people to dance in music and that way the industry will go, will go even farther. That's, I feel like dance is the ultimate solution for me. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um, my next question would be, um, do you have um, I've seen like from your videos so far, your new videos so far, is that you're doing something mm -hmm. back in, in Rwanda. I saw you went to Uganda and did mm -hmm. some teaching sessions there. Do you have plans of expanding yeah. within Africa? Um, I do, and I would actually really love to. It is my dream to teach around Africa, not only just to teach. It was more about to learn than teaching. I've always wanted to go to Angola and Congo and, um, and Ghana. Like these three places, I would love to go there a lot because I feel like um, in the styles that I dance, I use this um, three country styles a lot and I would love so much to be there. And uh, I'm working as hard as I can to forge connections that would allow me to be there. Um, so far, I have a connection with dancers in Uganda, of course, because Nandala is from Uganda and I've gotten to learn, like to know um, a lot of dancers from there and have the connection to them and I'm planning to even go like very very soon to go back and uh, do even more classes so hopefully um, the connections I'm trying to make around Africa will pay off and then I'll just be able to travel around it's not just only Africa even in Europe I'm trying to establish some connections um, I'm probably considering coming uh, back to China maybe for even a while just uh, travel even a little bit more I'm just really thinking about like it's not just about Africa it's not just about Europe it's more about like I'm really thinking of traveling the world and I'm just trying to think of ways to make it happen for me so yeah wow impressive impressive okay um Thank you. now I'm, I'm now judging by your career what you've seen, the fact that you've lived both abroad um, and you've met people through your works and everything. 
Um, what advice would you give to the youth today? Mm. Especially those that want to follow in your career step. Um, for me, I just feel like I the first advice that I would give is to allow yourself to make mistakes. You know, sometimes it's just it's not this doesn't just apply to what I do as a dancer, it applies to life in general. Allow yourself to make mistakes because that's the only way you're gonna find out what's not working for you and what works for you. And allow yourself to make sure that in every situation that you fall in, you're gonna have to learn from it. And then when it comes to dance per se, I would give the advice to like allow yourself to try to stick to one thing because um for me to try that allowed me to know what I wanted to be because it's hard to uh I mean the dancing scene is large it has a lot of genres into it so it's hard to be in all of them at once but then try everything once you try to just dance not I mean because I've seen some um, let's say if I'm from Congo, I'm going to stick to Ndombolo. If I'm from, uh, I mean, South Africa, I'm going to stick to my piano. I don't believe in that. I just believe that everyone has to try everything at some point because that will help to know what you exactly want to do. I believe that as dancers, everyone is different. It's a different approach. Everyone has different parts of the music they understand and want to choreograph to. So I feel like for as a choreographer, or as a dancer, to find your voice on what type of choreographer or dancer you are, it is very crucial to try different styles and see what exactly works for you personally, not other like what other people do. And one more thing that I would like to say is that do not be affected by what what people expect from you. I feel like a lot of like when I was doing this. Even now, I feel like a lot of people is, expect something from me. I feel like um, I have different, let me say, I'm glad to have fans, but I don't like calling them fans. I would actually like to call them friends or family. Let me just say family. I feel like I have a large family with people that follow what I do. And I feel like in between the family members, everyone has something that they want to see from me. Uh, whether it be it, oh, this one wants to see something smooth, that one wants to see something fast, that one, everyone has their preference. I would just like to say that for somebody who wants to do what I'm doing, I would love to tell them that not to get influenced a lot, but by what one group of people has to say. I feel like it's good to take to take in what everyone says and then try to work something out that generalizes everything that everybody's trying to say, not just one group of person per se. Because I've had people in my comments saying, oh, you'd be better doing this. You'd be better off doing that. You'd be better off doing that. And I don't like seeing those comments, but I don't mind them either. I just feel like they just show me what type of people that are following me but I never also bow to that I feel like I owe it to myself to express what I want and I feel like art is subjective you know it is it is how it, it's always going to be everybody's going to see the see the art however they want to see it you know so it's it's very crucial not to lose yourself into the comments of what other people say about your art yeah I think that's those are the three things I would really like to point out. About doing, every, trying everything, 
have you performed before like in in a traditional ceremony like to do traditional dances and stuff like that um i actually um have taught um classes before that in included traditional dances but i've not oh i have I've, i've done that actually i just remembered i thought i haven't in, done that in china but i just remembered that i did have a couple of um performances that i had to dance um part of my culture and part of some other um people's cultures as well but african culture in general I've had to present some of the African moves to drums, not even music played by, you know, instruments, but drums. And it was really fun. It was really fun to reconnect with how it used to be like when I was back here, because um, my love for dance actually grew from the cultural dances in my country, because I was part of a troupe that did cultural dances, and I still am. I I came back and tried to reconnect with uh, them on that. And I'm so glad that I did because I feel like the love that I have for my traditional dance kind of fuels the love that I have for other people's traditional dances as well. It kind of pushes me to learn so much more about other people's cultures. And I've had a couple of performances that I had to involved in my to involve in my um traditional dances as well here more but in china probably been twice or three times at most but then here it's it happens a lot i include my uh, traditional dance a lot because um we share it as rwandese people and i feel like like i said i'm a fusion dancer i love the diversity of any perform I like to see the diverseness in any per- performance so I like to be also diverse in every performance that I do if I'm the one who choreographs it then I'm definitely going to include uh part of uh, part of the traditional dances around Africa even mine to begin with you've been to Uganda before can you dance maganda <laughs> Um, you know, that's a very interesting question because um, the time that I went to teach the class there, right after the class, they started training something um, traditional and I wanted so bad to be part of it. I tried to learn a little bit of it, mm-hmm. but I'm not so good at it. It's not, yeah. I can't say that it's good, but I kind of learned a little bit of it. But I also, because here, it, when, while, while I studied um, the traditional dances here, we actually try to learn the traditional dances of the cultures that are near us. So I've learned a little bit of um, Maganda before, something called Kudingisa. I think <laughs> I didn't try to learn before. Um, it wasn't bad, but I I didn't I can't say that it wasn't good either. But I'm I'm really trying, and I find it really interesting, and I would really love to learn more. And I hope that I get the chance because I'm I, like I said, I'm preparing to go soon, probably the next week. So yeah, I remember to learn even a bit more. Good luck. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Sadi. Uh, my last question would be um. 
what makes you a proud African? And tell us more about Rwanda. What makes me a proud African? I mean, everything actually makes me a proud African from the fact that I think that, I mean, I mean, everyone always think that they're always superior, they're always the, the greatest and everything, but I genuinely believe that we are the greatest, you know? <laughs> I actually um, believe that um, we are very intelligent. It's just that we've been unlucky to have, you know, been um, robbed of some of the greatest things that we had. I mean, we've been unlucky that we've not been loved or liked because of our skin color, which is <laughs> which is very dumb if you ask me, because I mean, come on, you have to admire our skin. Like it's literally the most, beautiful if you ask me because I really love dark skin I really do I mean not um not forgetting that we also have light skin but I really love the fact that you know we try to fight for you know how you know for the society to accept us every day that we do not give up even though it is so hard even though we don't see an amount of, you know, change that we would love to see. I love that we don't give up. We keep fighting as hard as we can as Africans, you know, wherever we go. I've seen Africans stand together even in China. And it's just so inspiring to see that every time. You know, I I, I see we keep, I mean, at some point I feel like we keep losing because we don't get as much change as we want but then even though we're still losing, we're not giving up. I feel like that makes me a very proud African. And even if I had a chance to change who I am, I'd never want to change. Because it's not just about like our skin color. It's about also the culture. It is rich. It is very rich. It is a very rich culture. I'm talking about African culture in general, not just about my country. Because um, I've seen about so many things that we are good at that we were born with that because of the surroundings and everything that other people can't do outside of our continent and it's just so good i mean bringing it back to what i do as a dancer there's a type of feeling to dance that africans have that even though you try to teach it to people outside of africa it's very hard for them to ever attain that. And I feel like although I am teaching and sharing the culture and I'm proud of it, I feel like part of it, I am glad that we have this advantage at least over every other person who's not part of Africa because I feel like that's kind of part of what we get to keep as our identity. So that makes me like really proud of being African. And um about my country there's just so much to love about my country I mean from the president to the culture the beauty of it it's just a lot I mean don't get me wrong it's not a perfect country but so far I like how it has risen from you know the tragedy that happened to it uh, from the 1994 genocide and you know to see the involvement that has happened in this country it's just breathtaking you know it's really beautiful I've been in the surrounding countries but I really love how beautiful Rwanda is how clean it is how green it is it's just it's really really good to feel like there's a lot that Rwanda is lost 
but there's a lot that we've gained and there's a lot that we are trying to put out there. We're just trying to get ourselves known by um, everyone out there to put our mark on history. And it's just, I really, really, really love it. Um, I really love the traditional wear. I love the traditional dance. I love, I really love so much about this country that um, although I feel like I'm not happy about the entertainment scene, not the dancing scene, but it's understandable because um, I understand that um, everything goes slowly and I understand that slowly is the fastest way. And I feel like eventually there's going to be a really good improvement in entertainment at some point. Because the way I left things before I went to China is not the way I found them. So I'm still happy about the involvement, though it's not to the level of the surrounding countries. But I'm sure that we're going to get there slowly. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if Doreen has a final question to you. No, I don't have final questions. But I just want to say your an amazing person i didn't picture you to be the way of like a passive view today you're mm. i think you're an intelligent person from how you are speaking like you have a lot on your mind a lot of plans and goals and i just want to say good luck in your endeavors thank you so much Doreen. thank you thank you for having me today it's really been a pleasure yeah pleasure is mine too